You are listening to the Stronger Together Experience. My name is Dr. Matthew X. Joseph, and my goal is to meet with educators across the globe and learn from them, learn with them, because I believe being stronger together allows us to collaborate and support one another's growth. So join me in this episode and all episode to learn stories from educators in the field sharing their experiences to help us grow and become stronger together. Remember, when we work collaboratively, we take our story and make our path and journey one to learn from. So as we move through this and listen to our stories, remember, we over me will make us stronger together. We are back, and I am super excited. I always get excited seeing the, the opening because all of those connections that I've made through the years and continue to make. Last month, I had a chance to see some of those um, great connections at FETC. I know our next guest was just at a live event in Chicago or just outside of Chicago. We're going to talk about that. But it's really about getting inspired, about coming together and being stronger together. And I can't wait to hear from, from our next guest sharing her experiences and her work and her book and all the great things she does. But we can't be stronger together without our work and for this show, our sponsors. So thank you so much to Swivel and Bulb. Check them out below. Visit their website. Great resources to bring students together, bring teachers together and showcase individuals work. And as we continue to show and share our work, that's when we can have that bond and be stronger together. And I'm going to welcome in our next guest who I had a chance to meet really without ever having much connection before about a year and a half ago. And we started to do a mentor roundtable, sent a random DM like, hey, if you are interested, I'm interested and came on and somebody that I've been inspired to, to see throughout, learn uh, throughout her journey. She's a great inspiration, super creative, and definitely one of my mom's favorite online personalities for sure. And I know she's watching. So I would love to bring on Carrie right now, all the way from a different time zone. She's back in time. So Carrie, thanks for, for coming on. Thanks for being the, the creator and educator you are. And I'd love for you to share who you are, where you're coming in from, and your role in education for sure. Oh my gosh, I feel like I should just stop at like <laughs> Matt's favorite mom's online personality. Boom, done. That's like, it. Title achieved, leveled up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you've made it so easy for me now for birthdays and holidays. <laughs> I just go onto your website and purchase some, some swag and it's it's done. <laughs> she's got the bag, she's got it all. 
Oh my goodness. I got to stop tearing because I almost got teary just at the intro. I was like, look at all those people and <laughs> the memory of being in person, right? And actually like physically like hugging people and touching people. It's just like, and having face to face, it's just such an emotional thing. Um, but that's what also like this show is about to write the stronger together idea. Really people make us stronger when we're, when we're in this together, right? Yes, for sure. And and where are you in this educational kind of landscape? What do you have an amazing role in a phenomenal teacher? So share what you do. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I'm I, so you you introduced me, Carrie. I, um, I don't need to say my name again. I am a an educator of over 20 years to students who uh, receive supports and services through their individual education plans. I'm also a mom of two children and a wife um, and a creator. I love um, I love bringing in ideas and um, things into my classroom that are going to bring out the very best of my students, but also tap into their areas of strength so we can make those shine while they're also empowered to compensate for their areas of weakness. And um, I'm also an author of two books. Now I can say that. Um, I know, right? Um, my pencil made me do it, A Guide to Sketch Noting, as well as my new book, Stanley and the Very Messy Desk, An Adventure. Um, in sketchnoting, and then also um, the host of Doodle and Chat, which is an online, um, I guess I, the best way I could say it is Yuritsa said drawing experience, right? It's a live show just like this. Um, we interview people and we draw and we chat all about them. Um, and so, yeah, that's me. Awesome. So you said you, you, you this is you doodle and chat and yes. what exactly is that like tell us about that and, and i think you have one coming up today right i thought i did when i messaged you but i got the saturday wrong it's next saturday okay. <laughs> so we're all good on time um so doodle and chat was born with me and my daughter annabeth who is now almost 15 years old um it was born about um i think three or four years ago i wanted to try out youtube live and what better way to try out something new and scary than to wrangle your child to do it with you? So we set up my my computer like over here to the side so that it could look down at our paper. And we decided that we were going to pick random topics and we we're going to draw and chat about them on YouTube Live. And then anybody who decided to come and join us, we really had no idea what we we're doing um, <laughs> or what the show was going to be about. We just knew we liked to draw together. And we would see if people would come and they would talk to us while we we're doing it. Um, and five years later, you know, Annabeth and I wow. have um, retired. I'm not going to say said goodbye, retired our time together on Doodle and Chat. And now Doodle and Chat has been reborn as um, called Doodle and Chat with Friends. And so now it continues okay. to be a live show hosted by myself and Dr. Mandy Tolan. And now we invite educators and and who knows, maybe just people um, that aren't in education to come on our show with us. And we draw from this thing called, we call it the bowl that knows because it always seems to know what exact questions we need. And it really has never failed okay. us. It's really quite freaky, seriously. Um, we pull from the bowl that knows and we ask our, our, um, our guests questions about themselves. And there's also a few random questions that are just for fun. And we draw and we chat and we learn more about um, these incredible people and we spend an hour together doing it. And it's just the most fun in the whole world to me. And where did that creativity side come from? Like, is it just something you've always had? And is it just something that you just gravitate to? Like, how does that, you know, come to life? Sure. 
So I guess I could say I've always been a creative person. I've always been a risk taker in my classroom. I've always, if there's something new and different that I feel like in my teacher intuition that's going to be good for my students, I really don't hesitate too much to, to bring things into my classroom and give it a try. Um, and so the, and that, in those terms of being creative, that's always been something, I guess, that's just been an enemy. I don't know if it came from my childhood. I don't remember my parents being like super, like my, I didn't have artsy parents. I had a mom who played the piano, you know, and a dad who liked to work on cars and things like that. But in terms of like, when we think of creativity, like drawing and making things, it, I didn't come from a family like that. Um, but I guess we we can define creativity however we want to really. Um, but in the classroom, I've always been kind of fearless and trying new things. And then when I had my own children, that's when drawing really came into my life. So okay. before I had my kids, I don't remember picking up a pencil or looking at a pencil and going, oh, that looks like fun. Let's pick up a pencil and draw. Um, but my kids were drawers. Even at a really young age, they would sit around the kitchen table and draw and they would giggle at each other and share these stories. They're 18 months apart. And I would have to like, I'd come up to them and ask them questions about what they were drawing. And they go on with these elaborate stories. And it didn't take me too long to realize that if I wanted to spend time with my kids, that um, I needed to draw with them. And so the more I drew with them, the more I realized how really happy it made me feel. And that just took me down this rabbit hole of, I began drawing blog posts and sharing those out. And then a teacher friend of mine okay. was like, that's a great sketch note. And I'm like, what's a sketch note? And so that, <laughs> and that in essence, those happy accidents is really how I, how I found sketch noting. And it's the rest, you know, seven years later, it's still happened into my classroom every day. We still sketch note every day. I still draw, you know, that's it's amazing. Just, um, a wonderful gift. Awesome. And and all of that kind of journey, I think, led you to your first book, right? My pencil made me do it. That's right. So for, for readers out there who, who are interested in starting with Sketchnode or just wanting to learn more about you or the book, tell us a little about the book. So my pencil made me do it is, um, it's my journey into Sketchnoding. It's, 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 um, it is, um, or I've been told that it's like, it's like sitting down with me and me telling them that your story, I write it like I talk. Um, I write it in my personality. Um, and it's my journey through sketch noting how, like the first story that I just shared with you there with the, the at the kitchen table is in there. And then how I was in few, how I was, um, inspired to learn more about sketch noting, um, about how I, I had lots of doubts about whether or not the students in my classroom who are generally two to three years below grade level, have, you know, can have some significant learning disabilities or learning weaknesses. I didn't think they could sketch note. And so for years, I didn't bring it into my classroom because I was like, there is no way that, you know, kids who need assistive tech or have these significant comprehension problems could ever sketch note. Um, right. But then the whisk, you know, those whispers you get when something's just really good, you can't ignore <laughs> yeah, it. And so I brought it into my classroom and that was the best thing. For, awesome. the best thing that I've ever done, ever did for myself and for my students. And so within the, those stories in my book, uh, my pencil made me do it. I also take teachers through the elements of sketchnoting. Oftentimes when people think of sketchnoting, they think of these big pages full of really pretty pictures that are overwhelming yeah. and make us think, I could never draw like that. So I will never try that. But within the, within that page of really pretty pictures, there's lots of elements and processes that if we start to pull them away from the whole big picture of sketchnoting, we can see that sketchnoting's elements and mechanics 
have lots of different things that they can do to really enhance our teaching and improve students' learning. And so the book breaks up those different elements. So it teaches you one by one, but also teaches you how, or shares with you how you can do each of those elements just on their own um, to really enhance your teaching. And then in the end, if you've, you know, if you've read through it all and you've learned about each of them, you can bring one or two back to your classroom, or you can bring all of them back to your classroom. Um, so it really is, um, you know, a way for teachers to learn about sketch learning, but also, um, you know, it gives them permission. Like I, I really say a lot that there are no rules. So pick which one works for you and bring that into your classroom or bring all of them, you know? That, that's awesome. So again, here, here's the amazing first book. Um, go, go check it out. Um, it's online. And, I'm, and later I'm, I'm going to share some ways to connect with Carrie and find out all about all her work. How do the students, as we talk about bringing it into the classroom, what are their reactions to this? Because it's a little different for them. Yes, it is. You know, it was fun. It's funny because I remember when I started sketch learning, I didn't really have a lot of drawers in my classroom or students that we think, you know, like, oh, that student loves to draw or that student loves to draw. And since sketchnoting has just been something that we do together in our classroom, it, we, I use it a lot in social studies because it tends to be a great um, vehicle for, you know, taking it, ta um, breaking down information and also adding visuals to it. And it also just really supports that, which what can be sometimes an abstract concept to some students. Um, but the more that we, the more that we've done it, the more that I draw with them, the more that I draw my stick figure and make fun of myself about how awful <laughs> that is while they're drawing theirs, the more I walk around and give them words about what they're drawing and we get more and more experiences about what we're drawing. I find that I have more and more artists in my classroom. And so I don't think that it's a happy accident that there's just like the world has given me students that make more artists that are tend to be artists. I think that, you know, giving students permission to try something new in a place that they're not going to be judged or um, given words that are going to make them feel bad for like a risk-free environment. That's awesome. That's what sketchnoting has ended up creating. And it's been, and, and that for sure was a happy accident. Um, so yeah, we sketchnote every day in my classroom. We use it in social studies. Um, I don't use a textbook in social studies. I use a video um, because okay. we, I just, I want students to access the social studies without having to go through the rigor of, of reading, which can be hard for some of my students. And so we watch it in clips and then we pick the main topic. Um, and then we, um, we do like, I have butcher paper, like bigger than the screen that's behind me on my board okay. and students all have post-it notes on their desk. So we listen to the, we identify the topic and I'll write it on the butcher paper. Like right now we're doing cowboys cause we're out, you know, we're moving West and okay. students listen to the clip. And anything that they hear, oh, and we also, something that I do in my classroom, but other teachers may do differently, we use um, an organ, a summary organizer called Story Champs. It just gives students a way to anchor information and organize it. So we also set that up on the sketch note. So they have character and setting and action and problem and feeling. So there's a little bit more added structure to like where they want things to go. And then they'll listen to the clip. And then if they hear any facts about cowboys, they write it on the post-it note. And then when they're, once they've written their fact on the post-it note, they walk up to the butcher paper and they, they can either plop it where they think it belongs and in one of those topics, or if they don't know, it just goes on the butcher paper. So once we've done all of that, then we take the butcher paper off the, the board and we put it on a big table and we, we just talk about the facts right. and, and have conversations about why I think it might be a setting but you think it might be the problem. And it's a really great 
opportunity, like it, it's just an, another happy accident, right? These right. conversation skills, a little bit of debating, a little bit why I think this and you think that, learning to listen to each other and maybe even compromise or and have some of those conversations. And then once we've got all the post notes organized into those sections, um, students just spend probably a good period, which is 40 minutes in our building, um, just drawing. So they read the post note. What does that post note make you imagine? And then they draw a little drawing, a doodle next to that. And then once we're done with that, they the post note goes back up on the front board and they use the post note to write their summary paragraph about that topic. And it's just, that's our process and the kids love it. I love it. I love that we can sit and listen to information. Students can write it on a post-it. Some will wait until they have like 10 post-its all over their table and then they'll get up and move. And then I have other students who will write one post-it and then they'll walk and they'll move. So it's also like that our process is given in, given that built-in motor, you know, plan, motor right. breaks whenever they need it. And then that conversation, those conversations that happen about where things belong has been really great. And then something else that's come out of just a lot of me listening this year about history and about how we need to do better at teaching it, um, how we need to do better at listening to different sides of history. Um, once we've done that big concept, so like we did Cowboys, the next right. thing we'll do is something called a deep dive. So we'll watch the same video again, but each kid is given their own specific topic that they can that they only need to take notes on. And so it allows us to go more um, to deep to deep dive or to look very specifically about that history topic. And also, if I need to bring in other sources for us to deep dive into that topic, it gives me a chance to do it. So that's how we use. And then then this, when they do the deep dive, the students are sketching on their own. So it's really become a great like model model practice, you know, and then um, scaffold it into their own their own um, opportunity discussion. It's really just really wonderful. Awesome. So I want to transition into this little guy. Yes, Stanley. <laughs> Stanley in the messy desk. So this is a new book that's coming out February twenty third, yes. and you can pre order it now on Amazon if you go visit that page. And um, one, I love this little character and. Tell us a little bit about uh, Stanley's adventures and what the book's about. Sure. So Stanley is a little hamster that if I were to imagine, he's like right here, right now. Like, can't you see him? <laughs> um, he's always with me. Um, he's something called the learning mascot, which I could go on for at a different time. But he's he's like my own personal cheerleader learner, right? But he's also quite a character. Mm -hmm. Um and so Stanley joined me about about five years ago when I moved classes. I thought um, it would be a great idea to. to so take is Stanley pictures. a real hamster at first? No, he's um, no Stanley's never been a real live hamster. He's okay. always been in my Just imagination. Checking. That's a good question. Um, but so Stanley, um, I think I'm going to go a, the long way around to get to where you want me to okay. go. Is that okay? You, this is your time. You <laughs> So Stanley started in my classroom. I had to move classrooms, but it was right around the time I was I was like uh, I was trying to get on Snapchat, like figure out how, like all, all the kids were doing, you know. And my my favorite thing to do was to watch these artists that would take pictures, right, and then they draw over them. And I thought, what a great idea if we had a class hamster. I could snap pictures cool. of the classroom doing stuff. I could draw on my phone and then post pictures. You cannot teach and take pictures and draw a hamster doing <laughs> right. on your phone all at once, right? Like, so I quickly learned, like, actually, after like the first um, 
I don't know, the half an hour, maybe 45 minutes that it took me to draw the very first Stanley, I realized like this is this is just not gonna happen in my classroom. <laughs> so fast forward to something called the 100 day project where you take one thing and you do it over and over and over again for 100 days. So I took Stanley and I drew him, I made it 65 days. And I drew him in different scenarios and settings and he really just became more and more and more a part of me. And since that 100 day project, he's just become a character that I just really love and is really super endearing to me. I do think that, you know, when I reflect on Stanley, there's parts of him that are actually parts of the things that I want to be the best of me Stanley is, right? And so after um, I published My Pencil Made Me Do It, I realized that um, My Pencil Made Me Do It was, was going to do wonderful things for mostly educators, but I was still missing a whole world of people and children that were right. not going to be able to hear about sketch toning, right? And so I was trying to think of like what way I could do that. And I couldn't think of a better way than a children's book. And so um, it was it was just a perfect chance for me to take this very lively character named Stanley, take him into a journey into a classroom where where he meets a messy desk. And Stanley takes readers through this adventure of him seeing this messy desk and pulling out just pieces of the messy desk and showing readers why what they can do to help you learn about sketchnoting to how to do sketchnoting and he takes you through the whole process of sketchnoting why it's important the good things that sketchnoting does for your brain and your body um, and all while teaching the reader how to sketchnote um, as he takes apart the messy desk so if you think about what I told you about my first book, and then this right. one, it's the same thing. It's just a different, it's just a different way of approaching sketch noting. Um, and it's just, it was just, it's just a really fun book. I'm really excited to see what it does for the world. Um, I really hope it empowers everybody to just pick up a pencil and, and draw whatever, whatever part of whatever they want to draw, something they're listening, something that they're inspired by, something that they read, but that they learn that the pencil is not something to be scared, scared of, that it's something that really can bring us a lot of joy. That, that, that is amazing. And I want to throw um, your information up here. Make sure to, to check out this page. It'll have everything you need to, to connect with, with Carrie. It, you'll find her books. You'll find the, the doodle and chat. You, you'll find work that, that she's doing or does. So make sure to check that out right there. Um, visit her, see all the great work she's doing. Go on Amazon, pre-order um, that amazing book that's coming out. Can't wait to get my hands on it. But as I do with, with all of our guests as we wrap up, the last question is always, what does Stronger Together mean to you? Oh, my gosh. So so funny question. Not funny questions. <laughs> funny that you should ask this at this time, right? So um, – up until this year, I've had a lot of experiences that have, that have taught me. I've always known that in school, the team of teachers that I work with make me better. I know that I am a better educator because of that speech pathologist that taught me that language strategy or the social worker who it comes in and tells teaches me the strategies that she's working on with students. It only makes me richer inside as an educator, right? But in right. my personal journey as a creator, um, I've always really leaned very strongly on myself because it's it, creating can be hard to do with other people, you know? Um, but this year, and I'm not a, I have been a big one word person, but I really haven't lately, but I decided that this year, my one word would be ask. And so oh, like this that. year I have decided that I will ask more like when doodle and chat, when we retired doodle and chat with Annabeth, I decided to ask Mandy to, to do, to do it with the show with me rather than take it on myself. Best decision I ever made. Right. Awesome. 
um, when Mandy started asking me if she could help out more, usually I would have been like, no, 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 I got it. You know, I can do all of it. I decided to let Mandy help me. I decided to ask her if she could help me. Best thing that I've ever done. And so there's just been little things this year that I have done to, to lean on people to ask and to let them be part of things with me. And that in itself has made me much str a stronger creator and a stronger um, person away from my classroom. And it's given me more opportunities to do more because I'm able to lean on people or be part of something um, that's stronger than I am, right? Right. Well, well, that is awesome. I'm so thrilled that you took this Saturday morning to, to, to join us here on the Stronger Together Experience. Share your journey, journey share your work creativity. Um, the best of luck with the, the new release, the show. Make sure to check that out. I threw up all of that information um, to check Carrie out. So thank you so much for, for, for coming. Again, thank you to Bob and Swivel for all that you do and for all of our viewers out there. Keep collaborating. As Carrie said, we are stronger together when we lean on each other, ask for support. And because for me, stronger together is defined by putting we over me. So have a great Saturday, everybody. Carrie, thank you so much for joining thank you so us. Much, ben. It is such a pleasure and honor to learn from educators around the globe. Make sure to continue to tune in to our audio podcast and check out our video podcast by visiting xfactor.link slash experience. I would love to hear your story and share with other educators around the globe.